my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to help children, or really anyone, learn about time management. While I tend to write about time management for grown-ups, people often ask me how parents can help their kids learn about managing time. Small children live very much in the here and now. So for them, time management is about routines. First, we brush our teeth and get dressed. Then we get in the car. Older children can start to think more about schedules. The issue is that while some children respond well to parental instruction, others do not. This is particularly true as children approach the teen years, when time management might start to be a really useful skill, but parents become easy to tune out. Fortunately, there's a good way around this issue and that is to ask for the child's help solving your schedule challenges. If you've got a planner or a calendar, show it to the child. Identify your particular dilemma. It could be a professional one. For example, you could tell a teenager, hey, my business just landed a bunch of Latin American clients. We usually do business in English, but I know it would be helpful to brush up on my high school Spanish. That would show that I'm interested in this relationship. Hey, you're taking a foreign language class right now. How would you recommend I go about practicing? What are practical things I can do? How long do you think this would take? When should I build those sessions into my schedule? How can I hold myself accountable? There's some chance your child will come up with ideas you haven't thought of, in which case, great. But whether that's true or not, these conversations introduce the idea of breaking big tasks down into doable steps and then fitting them into a busy schedule. The upside of focusing on your schedule rather than the child's is that it changes the conversation. It's not about you seeming accusing or interrogating them. It's about them helping you. You are the example. You are the one under the microscope. And since you are the one with more inherent power in this situation, this approach is far more constructive. You can try this with your kids for challenges with your personal time, too. Depending on the relationship, you might want to start with a dilemma you're facing that doesn't directly involve your child. For instance, you might say, hey, Dave at church asked if I could lead the food bank program this year. What do you think? Do I have time? How should I think about this? 
This can lead to a discussion of what is a priority during each season of life, what is not, and how we manage other people's expectations and our own passions. Once the lines of communication are more open, then you can advance to challenges that have more to do with the child. I want to go to Tuesday night spin class. You need a ride home from track practice. How do we figure this out? As a side note, while employees aren't children at all, there are a few parallels here. I often hear from managers who would like to help younger employees in particular figure out how to manage their time. Again, to make this a learning situation and to deal with the power dynamic, you might be better off asking for the employee's feedback on your schedule. Track your time for a week. Share your log with the employee. Ask what they think you're doing well and what you can improve on. You're teaching the same skills they'll need to analyze their own time, but you're doing it in a way that might be more likely to stick. So why not consider sharing your own challenges with someone else who needs to learn about time management? You might get some good ideas, but at the very least, you'll have an interesting conversation. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.